Hello. As a reader of New Agriculturist, there's a high chance you're involved either in the creation or the sharing of knowledge, or even more likely, both. One of the themes in the latest edition concerns how that knowledge can be turned into action. During the writing of this edition, I spoke to Simon Levine of the Overseas Development Institute in the UK. He's angry, not least because he feels the information needed to prevent such a famine is available. It's acting on that information that's not happening. Our points of view section also picks up on this gap between research, knowledge and impact. But let's hear first of all from Simon Levine, who argues that the humanitarian response system needs some simple but fundamental changes. We know our stuff. We know when the harvests are. You can look up. It's actually not all on the web, because a lot of it's not even on the web. And you can see for every village, you know, type in the name of village, you'll find out what crops they've got coming in which months, depending on which rains, what percentage that contributes to their income and to their diet. You know, we know it in that detail. It's phenomenal, the detail that this has been done in. If these rains fail, I know they're not going to have a sweet potato harvest in September. I know that that's what they rely on for the next six months and there can be nothing else for them to eat. So I know I've got to step in now with, if I can step in now early with something, they won't starve. You know, our fire alarms are set to go off when the temperature reaches a temperature which will kill you. Instead of alarms going off at the first sign of smoke and then using all of our logic, getting out the calendar and saying, in three months' time, where will we be? Because also you've got to bear in mind the fact that if we sit down in London and Washington and God knows where today to do something, it doesn't happen in Ethiopia tomorrow. By the time you get your staff, you get your money, you write your proposals, it's three to four months before there's action on the ground. So if you want to set up a malnutrition centre, it's no good waiting till the kids are malnourished. You've got to take that decision three months before it's needed so that it will be there on time. And currently, our signals are all based around, A, waiting till there is a big problem, and second of all, our decision-making is taken when action needs to start. And we completely forget that three or four months time lag, and yet people die as a result. Simon Levine of the Overseas Development Institute. And you can read more of his views about how future famines in areas like the Horn of Africa can be prevented in his perspective. Moving now to the island of Zanzibar off the coast of Tanzania. It's geographically not so far from where the famine's taking place, but for visitors there, it probably seems a world away. In developments, Tembi Much writes about the spices that have made the island famous. We hear now as she joins farmer Fum Aligaru on his spice farm. And first stop, a look at some cinnamon. We're in front of the cinnamon tree. How do we use the cinnamon? Uh, cinnamon is used in cooking pilau rice, in tea, and uh, we have got a very common medicine nowadays called the world panacea medicine. We take the powder of cinnamon with honey from bees. We mix together and put in bread as we use jam. Huh? So it's very good. Very and you good. call this the world panacea? World panacea. And uh, it's so it's like a panacea, it's a medicine for everything. Yeah. Yeah, Colds, yeah. flu, yeah. sore throat, yeah. fever, yeah. malaria, yeah. everything. Yeah, honey, honey from bees and, uh, and the powder of cinnamon mixed together. We are using, in fact, every day in our breads, in, really? like the jam. Uh, cinnamon is very clever in rejuvenating. It, it sprouts very quickly. Soon after cutting, after a few days, you could see other, other shoot. It's very resilient. Yeah, it can reju rejuvenate very quickly. Very quickly, yeah, germinates mm. very quickly. 
Yeah. Now we are going to the lemongrass. We finished with the cinnamon, yeah, so we're we, going to go and look at the lemongrass. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Is this le lemongrass ahead no. of us? Lemongrass here, we have got two varieties of lemongrass. The first variety is from Zanzibar, this one, the small one. Another variety is from South Africa, originated from South Africa. Eh? It, it has been well researched, very aggressive, drought resistant compared to our indigenous. Looks like a big, big bunch of grass, doesn't it? Six yeah. foot high yeah. bunch of grass. Yeah. And it's quite thick like cane and it's got quite a sharp yeah. edge. Yeah, this one. It can cut you on the edge. Yeah, the Southern African one is uh, very aggressive. But here, our, our, the, the Zanzibar one is very small, not researched, but it's very concentrated. Very concentrated, very so the flavour's better. The flavour is better. Do you think it's similar to the countries? South Africa is large and aggressive, but no flavour. Zanzibar <laughs> is more fragile, <laughs> but a lot of quality and flavour. <laughs> it's, not, it's not so. <laughs> it's not so. Hearing about the research done on the South African lemongrass draws us back to the subject of our points of view and how we can achieve impact in terms of improved diets and health from research on crops. The points of view contributors go beyond that, looking at the wider picture of impact in poverty and hunger alleviation. Let's hear now from one of the delegates at the Africa Colleges Conference held in Leeds in June this year. Agnes Luo-Lima of the Zambia National Marketeers Credit Association has strong ideas of what would make the most impact in helping her association members. The challenge facing small-scale farmers in marketeers in my country is transport. Transport plays a very big role in society, especially among the farmers and the marketeers. As you may be aware that we marketeers and farmers are one and the same. So if transport can be made available to the small-scale farmers and the marketeers, I strongly believe that the poverty levels in my country, Mother Zambia, and HIV and AIDS will be mitigated. The level of poverty will come down. And also, I really want my coming here to UK can have an impact in the area of transport so that my country can meet the minimum development goal and reach a middle income by 2030. While for crop farmers like Agnes, addressing the transport issue can be key, for livestock farmers, improving the health and productivity of their animals may be an even bigger challenge. It's something the World Agroforestry Centre has been trying to address for some years now in the east of Africa, particularly through the use of fodder shrubs. We hear now from ICRAF scientist Esther Karanja, who explained to Lillian Otieno some of the issues involved. Farmers within the area had very low quality feeds that were, they were feeding to their animals and most of it was inadequate. Then we also discovered for us to be able to add value to the already low quality feeds, the farmer required quite a lot of money to buy the, the dairy concentrates, for example the dairy meal, and we discovered that we actually required a technology that would not be very expensive, which is affordable to the farmers. But what are these for the shrubs? They are short trees that are planted on farm. They are leguminous in nature, meaning that they have nodules on the roots that are used as a factory to produce 
nitrogen. The leaves are actually used to feed to the animals. As a woman, how do you feel when you are involved in doing this kind of work? I am so excited to see other women helping other people in the nation or making impact in improving other farmers' lives. For example, when a farmer has planted this, as you can see around us, there are huge trees of tricadra, of tree rusan. That means this farmer will not struggle to fetch for firewood. And I think as a woman, that is a very big advantage. I don't want to go everywhere fetching for energy, to cook, to even for my husband. So I think the woman is very well taken care of. When the milk is produced, we advise the farmers that they don't sell everything. They also use some to improve the health of their children. And as a woman, when the health of my children are improved, I think there is no better joy than that. Esther Karanja from the World Agroforestry Centre. And that brings an end to this podcast. I think we've come full circle from the anger of lives needlessly lost to the joy of seeing the health of children improve. I hope you've enjoyed this quick roundup of some items from the latest edition. And I hope you'll also enjoy looking through the articles in more detail. But for now, from me, Mike Davison, goodbye.